Thank you for joining the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, our study is entitled The Reign of David, Sweet Psalmist of Israel. During this study, we will learn the character traits that contributed to David's reputation as a man after God's own heart. You can purchase your copy of this book, along with many other study resources, on our website, bogardpress.org. So, grab your copy of the Winter 2023 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. The lesson for January 14, 2024 is entitled, Trouble in David's Family. It comes from 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 1, 2, and 6, verses 11 through 14, verse 23, 28, and verses 37 through 39, and chapter 14, verse 21, 24, 25, 27, 28, and 33. The key verse But when King David heard all these things, he was very wroth. And Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon, because he had forced his sister Tamar. 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 21 and 22. The application. The student will learn God's forgiveness does not remove the consequences of sin in this life, but the effects of his sin may touch generations to come. Seeking the Context Because of God's goodness, he promised David a house and a kingdom that would last forever. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16 Because of David's sin, his house would be pierced by the sword. There would always be evil in David's house. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 10 through 12 But God would keep his promise to David. Jesus Christ is the ultimate fulfillment of the Davidic covenant. Jesus, having come through the lineage of David, will one day rule in Jerusalem on the throne of David. In the meantime, David would suffer the consequences of his own sin. David reaped what he sowed, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. His sins were forgiven, but the consequences remained. Since David did evil to another man's family, evil would plague his own. Since David had Uriah killed with violence, David's family was continually tormented by violence. Three of his sons, Amnon, Absalom, and Adonijah, were killed by the sword. Amnon raped Tamar, his own sister, and David's daughter. Absalom killed Amnon, and Absalom rebelled against his own father to usurp the throne in Israel. Because David violated another man's wife, Another man would violate David's wives. That man was his own son, Absalom. 2 Samuel chapter 16, verses 21 and 22. To say the least, David's family and kingdom became a mess. And the rest of 2 Samuel focuses on the mess. We will see the sorrow it caused David, who possibly wrote these words during this time. I am weary with my groaning all the night, Make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. Psalm 6 and verse 6. But we also see that David turned to the Lord during his suffering. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For unto thee will I pray. Psalm 5 verses 1 and 2. 
Our sins are forgiven when we confess to the Lord, but the bitterness of the consequences may last for generations. While we can always depend on God's grace to forgive, we can also depend upon God's grace to help us through the suffering of our own consequences. The Lord may also be merciful to shield us from these consequences altogether, and we can be certain that the Lord spares us from all that we deserve. Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Psalm 69, verse 16. Can you describe a time in your life when the Lord helped you through the suffering of your own consequences? Searching the text. Number 1. Amnon violated Tamar. 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 1, 2, 6, and verses 11 through 14. And it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. So Amnon lay down and made himself sick. And when the king was come to see him, Amnon said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar my sister come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat at her hand. And when she had brought them unto him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, Come lie with me, my sister. And she answered him, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not thou this folly. And I, whither shall I cause my shame to go? And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. Howbeit, he would not hearken unto her voice, but, being stronger than she, forced her and lay with her. Amnon was David's oldest son, 2 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 2, and Tamar was Amnon's half-sister. Although he thought it was love, it was completely evil for him to lust after his sister. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 9 and 11, chapter 20, verse 17, Deuteronomy chapter 27 and verse 22. Amnon was most likely married at the time because he lived in his own house, 2 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 7. So not only did Amnon violate Tamar, he likely also violated his own marriage. With so much sexual immorality in our world today, some biblical clarity on the subject is necessary. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4. There is only one God-ordained place for sexual activity. It is within a biblical marriage of one man to one woman. Everything else is sexual immorality, whoremongers. And adultery is to violate your own marriage or that of another with sexual immorality. This is the plain and simple truth. God will judge sexual immorality, and there are no exceptions. What Amnon did to Tamar was horrible. It was deceptive, violent, and scarred her for life. Sadly, Amnon learned such deeds from his father. 
David also used deception and forced himself upon Bathsheba. David was not faithful in marriage, having married multiple wives and committing adultery with Bathsheba. David did not value the purity of marriage, and neither did his sons. Such is the tragedy of generational sins. One generation learns how to sin from the previous. But to take up another issue with David, he did nothing about Amnon's crime, nor did he seek to console his victimized daughter. David completely failed as a father here. We read in 2 Samuel 13 and 21 that David was very raw, and this anger was of the most intense kind. But David did nothing about the situation. King David was the primary judge in Israel, and Amnon deserved to be punished on at least two counts according to the law, rape and having sexual relations with his sister, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 17, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verses 28 and 29. In the least, Amnon should have paid a dowry to Tamar's father or be punished by death, Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 25. But he received no punishment at all. David had lost moral leadership in his family. Since David had failed in his morals, his children had no respect for him. And David did not have the confidence to judge his children's immoral deeds. As parents, it is hard for us to discipline our children for sins we have committed. But to let slide in our children what we have committed is poor parenting. Yes, we all have sinned. But we should not let our sins be an excuse for not disciplining our children for theirs. He that spareth his rod hateth his son. But he that loveth him chastens him betimes. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 24. In addition, we parents should strive to set the right example for our children by avoiding sin we do not want our children to commit. Why do you think David did not console Tamar or discipline Amnon? Number two, Absalom kills Amnon. 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 23 and 28. And it came to pass after two full years that Absalom had sheep shearers in Baal Hazor, which is beside Ephraim. And Absalom invited all the king's sons. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Mark ye now, when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I say unto you, Smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not, have not I commanded you, be courageous and be valiant. Absalom's name is a misnomer. Though it means my father is peace, neither he nor his father was a man of peace. Tamar was Absalom's half-sister, both being born of David and Maacah. Since David did nothing to Amnon for the rape of his sister, Absalom took matters into his own hands. Absalom took Tamar into his care and plotted to kill Amnon. He waited two years for the right time. Verse 23. Sheep shearing was a festive time in Israel. It was the harvest celebration of the wool that was harvested from the sheep. So as Absalom was shearing his sheep, he wanted to celebrate with his father and all his brothers. 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 23 through 27. 
This was all a part of his plot to kill Amnon. Although David refused to go, he allowed his sons to go. But his reluctance to let Amnon go tell us that David was suspicious of Absalom's intent. 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 26. Absalom had prepared his servants to attack Amnon when he became drunk. He would give the signal and his servants would kill Amnon. The plot worked as designed and Amnon was killed. 2 Samuel chapter 13, verses 28 and 29. Just as David deceptively killed Uriah by the hand of other men, so Absalom used deception to kill Amnon with his servants' hands. Absalom committed premeditated murder like his father. Something else we know about Absalom is that he desired to have David's throne. 2 Samuel chapter 15 verses 1 through 12. No doubt Absalom was angry over the rape of his sister and that David did nothing about it. But Absalom was also getting rid of David's oldest son and heir apparent to the throne. Not only was Absalom's murder of Amnon revenge for his sister, but also he was paving his way to seize the throne. Although we might be tempted to admire Absalom's act because we want justice for Tamar, revenge is never placed in our hands. We must leave justice in the hands of God. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Romans chapter 12 verse 19. The Lord has established governmental authorities to handle issues of crime and punishment. Romans chapter 13 and verse 4. We do not want to live in a society ruled by vigilantes. Even though our government fails many people in matters of justice, the world would be filled with chaotic violence if everyone took matters into his own hands. Can you describe a time when someone seeking revenge took the law into his own hands? What was the outcome? Number three, Absalom flees from David. Second Samuel chapter 13 verses 37 through 39 Chapter 14, verse 21, 24, 25, 27, and 28, and verse 33. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of Amahud, king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur and was there three years. And the soul of King David longed to go forth unto Absalom, for he was comforted concerning Amnon, seeing he was dead. And the king said unto Joab, Behold now, I have done this thing. Go therefore, bring the young man Absalom again. And the king said, Let him turn to his house, and let him not see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house and saw not the king's face. But in all Israel there was none to be so much praised as Absalom for his beauty, from the sole of his foot even to the crown of his head there was no blemish in him. And unto Absalom there was born three sons and one daughter, whose name was Tamar. She was a woman of a fair countenance. So Absalom dwelt two full years in Jerusalem, 
and saw not the king's face. So Joab came to the king and told him, and when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king, and the king kissed Absalom. Grief subsided over time, and after three years, David wanted to be reunited with his son Absalom, who had fled to his mother's homeland. Of all of David's fatherly failures, we see that David loved his children. But David's heart was torn over Absalom. He loved his son and wanted to reunite with him. But could he forgive his murder of Amnon? Joab knew that David was unsure about Absalom, but he wanted Absalom back in Jerusalem so that there would be an heir to the throne. Seemingly, no one knew of God's choice of Solomon to follow David as king, 1 Chronicles 28 and verse 5. Seeing the effectiveness of Nathan's storytelling in 2 Samuel 12, Joab recruited a woman from Tekoa to tell King David a story of family problems in which one son killed another, just like with Absalom and Amnon. As a result, the family was seeking to kill the guilty brother, and this supposed mother sought the king's relief. David agreed to protect her supposed son, at which point the lady asked David why he was willing to protect her son but not his own. 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 13. Of course, she was referring to Absalom. David recognized that Joab was behind these shenanigans, but acquiesced and told Joab to bring Absalom back to Jerusalem. Verse 21. However, David was not ready for a face-to-face meeting with Absalom and kept his son at a distance for two years. Verse 28. Absalom's reasons for returning to Jerusalem was to position himself to seize the throne. He knew that being under house arrest would not get him on the throne. So he sought Joab time and again to reconcile things with his father. Either Joab did nothing or was unable So Absalom took drastic measures to get Joab's attention. He set fire to Joab's barley field, verse 30. This did get Joab's attention and Absalom's access to the king. 2 Samuel 14 ends with David receiving Absalom with a kiss of reconciliation. But the father and son peace would be short-lived. As we turn the page to next week's lesson, we will see Absalom taking the throne of David and David having to flee. I cannot answer this question with clarity, but I wonder how Absalom might have been different if David had handled the rape of Tamar, his sister, more justly and shown Absalom more forgiveness. We cannot control what is in other people's hearts. The only thing we can control is our own. How does our forgiveness of others help us and them? Setting the application. We are commanded to forgive others no matter the crime. In fact, the Lord said, But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 15. How seriously do we take these words? Forgiveness does not release the offender of consequences 
but it does release them from our grudges and vengeance. And it releases us from the anger bottled up inside. David committed many sins to find himself and his family in this shape. Adultery and murder started it all. But David did not help matters in the way he handled the rape of Tamar. He should have been a better judge and father. He should have shown more compassion and forgiveness to Absalom. I do not have all the answers to the world's problems, but I do not want to add to them either. The best that we can do is do what is right in every situation. Leave vengeance to the Lord and let him apply justice as he is just. Let us show forgiveness to those in the wrong. Whom do you need to forgive? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue learning from David, a man after God's own heart. Bogard Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday School, Children's Chapel, Baptist Training Course, Bible Challenge, and Vacation Bible School. Please visit our website to find all the ministry resources you will need at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.